Or the sleepless nights, the plaques and awards, the name on your back, the shoes on the court. Wait your whole life just for this moment, but you better own it. You better own it. Today we're going to be talking about players, players as property. Hey, welcome to the Own Your Talent podcast. I'm Jelani Floyd. I'm Daniel Poneman. This is a crazy topic. Um, players are not property. Let's be clear, but they are often treated like property. And a lot of times we've run into college coaches who treat their players like property. Mind you, these players aren't being paid. Uh, they have no income. They have they come from nothing most of the time because these are typically the players who are treated like property who don't have a strong family or community or background um so man let's let's dive right in like you know what what have you seen um that players and and families and coaches should know about yeah i mean i think this is a, a topic that people are talking more and more about because of the NCAA stuff, right? right. NCAA players aren't paid. They should be paid. The name image likeness rules are changing. And I think, you know, people have often brought up like the plantation mentality where one college coach actually went out and said it this year, which was crazy, but it's, you know, these guys who aren't, aren't getting paid and they're playing and they're making all this money for these institutions and these um, NCAA. And, you know, some of these college coaches are getting paid five, six, $7 million while their players, you know, don't have money for pizza. And I think that's been a, a topic, but we actually interact with it in an intimate way when it comes to players making a decision to turn pro or not. Right. And a lot of times their college is feeling like they should have a say in if this kid's allowed to turn pro and sometimes actively undermining this kid's ability to get drafted, whether it's you know convincing them or persuading them to stay in school when they have a chance to get drafted or undermining them by t saying negative things to NBA teams. Um, and it's it's really tragic, and and I've seen it firsthand. Like I'll share a few stories today, like without naming names, you know, of just like things I've seen that are, you know, really upsetting. Um, you know, I, I guess I'll jump into it. Like recently, I went through a, a you know, story time. I went through something with a player who was testing the waters, right, for the NBA draft. So you know, we're an NCAA certified agency, so the rules permit, you know, an agent from our agency to help players work out with teams, schedule workouts, go through the draft process, and then make the decision if they should return to school or stay in the draft. So there's a player that you know approached uh, an agent from our agency and said, hey, you know, I want you to help me test the waters. I, I, I had my college coaches helping me. They said they're gonna help me through the process. They were right. gonna schedule workouts. They're gonna talk to teams. They're gonna be my advocates. But so far I haven't gotten any NBA workouts scheduled. And I don't, they said no teams are interested. So I'm hoping maybe you can come up with a better result. Well. Within uh, one day, you know, an agent from our agency started calling teams and had three NBA workouts scheduled, six teams interested. And the, and the message from a lot of those teams was, oh, yeah, we like him a lot. But the college coach said he was staying in school. Wow. So I end up calling this college coach and having a discussion. And, of course, they take the, 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 the you know, stance of, oh, well, we just want what's best for him. And we think what's best is for him to stay in school. And, you know, but we want him to test the waters. We want him to go through the process. Well, clearly you don't you're because not, you, right. you're you not weren't going through the process. You're not helping him get workouts. You're not relaying information. This kid got into the, 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 the G League combine, which all 30 teams will have at least three representatives there. The coach told him, 
oh, you don't want to go to that because that uh, we just send the low level, you know, NBA teams just send the low level scouts. So uh, you, you won't even get good exposure there. And this kid listens. This is a big time college coach who makes four or five million dollars a year, listens to him, believes him. And here's a kid who grew up in abject poverty, has, you know, mouths to feed and family members on welfare and people like this guy could get drafted, make millions of dollars and help people in his life. And if he goes back to school, who knows? Does he, does he play well? Does he get injured? And here was this coach actively undermining this player's ability to see if he could get drafted in a risk-free environment. It's testing the waters. You can go back to school. And why? Because that coach wants to win games. He wants to keep his contract. He wants to turn his $30 million into $50 million. Right. And what happens if that player comes back and gets hurt? Is that coach going to give him a million dollars? Right. No. What happens if that player comes back and wins enough games that that coach gets a raise? Is he going to give him a part of that? He leaves, goes to a new school. Leave, yeah. Leaves, goes to a new school. <laughs> yep. And I got stories for days. Um, you know, I had another situation a couple of years ago where I was helping a player test the waters. Same thing, college coaches, oh yeah, we love to help him and you know, this and that. So I scheduled probably five pre-draft workouts for this player with different NBA teams. Well, coincidentally, the coaches were like, oh, well, each of those days, we would love for him to do those workouts, but each of those days uh, he has a class or he has a test or we have practice. And they did everything they could to make sure he couldn't attend those workouts. Right. The one workout that they he didn't have practice that day was for the NBA team in the same state as that university. Sure enough, the kid pulls up to that practice or that, that workout, college coach is sitting in the workout watching him. Wow. Workout ends and the GM of that team says, oh, we think you should go back to school. Oh, big coincidence because they were in right. cahoots with the college coach. Right. So that kid. Right. You, you would do favors for your homies, right? Like mm -hmm. people who try to act like these college coaches and GMs and agents and we all know each other, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's a certain thing where like, I'm like, yo, hey, Daniel, like, hey, I need you to tell this kid X, you just going to do it because we have a 20 year relationship, but that's just one team out of 30 and and that's often the problem but sorry for interrupting yeah. and, and on, on that note you know again people could say oh well maybe that team really did think he should go back to school i've had a different college coach tell me with a kid who was testing the water said hey dan me and you both know we should come back to school so how about you just set him up with workouts with these two teams i know the gm they'll tell him that he needs to go back to school and he'll never know. Right. I'm like, bro, I work for the player. I'm not with you. So now right. you show me your cards. You thought that you could trust me, but I'm with the player. I'm the agent. I'm not with you, bro. Right. You know, oftentimes the agent and the, and the college coach's interests directly conflict. Right. We want to get that guy in the draft and paid as much money as possible. For as long as possible. Because your possible. years are limited. Yeah. Your product with an expiration date. And those college coaches want to keep these players in school as long as possible to make them money. Yeah. So our, our, our interests you know, conflict. But, um, but yeah, to finish that story with that kid um, a couple years ago who went, you know, college coach was in the workout, ends up only working out for one team, um, goes back to school, even though he could have been a draft pick. And hurts his knee right so instead of coming out that next year he, he's there for two more years right that coach gets a bigger job where he gets goes from maybe eight hundred thousand a year to three four million a year and then he lets him go to the draft but at that right. point he, this kid's lost two years of earning potential he's right. hurt his stock because his knee got injured do you think that coach shared some of that three four million a year with that kid no of course absolutely not, not. Right. absolutely not and 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 that's we talk about players as property. These coaches have that mindset where they see these players as their property. They see these, a lot of them see these players as someone that is there to help them win games and help them make money. 
until they, they, don't, they don't need them anymore and they discard them. And, you know, I think hopefully with athletes starting to earn money at, at these NCAA schools, that will help change that somewhat, but I don't think that it'll change it fully because it happens at the NBA level too. TMC players as property agents. I've gotten a cease and desist, uh, a legal letter from another agent saying, don't talk. You're not allowed to talk to my player. That's right. a kid I grew up with, a kid from Chicago who I've known since he was 12 that I'm having a conversation with texting, not even trying to recruit dude. And his agent finds right. out because he's reading his Instagram DMs, sends me a cease and desist saying I'm not supposed to talk to my friend. Like that's his property. Right. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I've had similar experiences, right? You know, got a kid and been managing this kid. And, you know, I've ultimately felt like, hey, look, you have, you know, with us, people must understand we want what's best for you. So if it's best for you, like, like we're not in this for money, right? Like, I think we both you and I could be doing a lot many different things to make way more money than to be doing this right now. Right. Like we got into this to service and empower and we're going to grow. We know that that's a timeline that it, it'll take time. Right. So we get that. And so when we also talk to future clients, prospective clients, as we advise, we often tell kids the truth, like, Hey, you need to go back to school, but I can get you some workouts and get you exposure. You come back, you be better. I have another player and a coach who I came across. This this coach, man, phenomenal, great. Says nothing about but great things about the player. All of the info we need. And he's like, hey, if that young man can go get paid, go get paid. And guess what, coaches? It only helps your program. It makes it that much easier if you can say, hey, such and such left early. We thought he was going to be here four years, but he came with our player development and he was out of here in one year. He was out of here in two years. But coaches think so short-sighted and they are really, really, the truth is they're really, really, really selfish. That's what I've seen throughout this process where it's really the player because a coach, right, um, a coach has no expiration date. I mean, as long as you have your marbles upstairs, you're okay. So you can coach for 60 years. You can't play ball for 60 years. So it's like, why not allow that young man or young woman to go do what they need to do to go get paid early? And like, I get it too. The other side of this argument, right, will be, oh, well, you know, agents want kids leaving early. That's not true. If there's a chance to make money, go make that money. Now, it may be a grind and it may be some different things you have to experience. But what do you think about like, you know, sometimes when players do leave early, what what about that? Like, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Because that'll certainly be the argument from some of these same coaches that we're talking about. Well, the fact of the matter is. It should be the player's decision. Right. And no one should be blocking them from getting workouts or stopping them from testing the waters. Let the player test. Let the player work out for teams. Let the player make their decision and don't actively undermine the process. I don't have a problem with a coach trying to persuade a kid to stay in school and an agent trying to persuade him to come out. That's fine. We have conflicting interests. What I'm saying is don't actively undermine it's like i'm not telling the kid hey stop taking classes so you don't have the option to go back right i'll say hey test with me keep taking your classes you keep, keep your options, options open. open right but for college coaches to 
block them from working out with teams or tell teams negative things about them to stop them from having that option, that's criminal. Yeah. It's criminal. And yes, some agents will tell kids to leave school prematurely. We're not those agents. Yeah. And I can prove it because, again, another story, again, it's funny. I think we'll probably confuse people because we're talking about player X and coach Y and you know team Z, but we obviously don't want to throw people under the bus. But another instance, you were advising a player who um, was a one and done, and you felt like he wasn't ready for the NBA, and you told him to go back to school. I said, hey, you can test, but I really think you need another year. He went and tried to tell his coach he was coming back, and the coach said, pretty much, sorry, bud, we got another five-star coming in, so you gotta, <laughs> it's your time, right. you gotta go, right. and they pushed him out. And for every instance that, yeah, like there's there's a kid who you know leaves leaves too early, like there's a lot of these coaches who you think the kid left too early because he wanted to, but that coach pushed the kid out because they got someone they else got coming somebody in. Else coming, yeah. And again, players is property. They think that you know they give a commitment in this recruiting pitch. I'm going to be there for you through thick and thin until a five star prospect comes in. and You got to make room. And it's the same thing with the transfer portal. I see a lot of stuff on Twitter where people be like, "Oh, there's 1,500 players in the transfer portal, and 400 don't have schools yet, and those guys got bad advice." Some of them didn't, it wasn't about the advice. The coaches pushed them out. They yeah, promised them a right. scholarship and they had someone else coming in. I've had coaches tell me when I, I'm, you know, talking to a player who's helping them transfer. I've had coaches just say, I'm like, oh, hey, don't, aren't you full? Don't you have 13? Yeah, but if your guy wants to come, we'll make room. Right. They what say that, that mean? to me. Right. So that means somebody's Someone's losing their go. scholarship. Someone's losing yeah. their scholarship. They think I'm with them. I'm like, wow, you, so if you'll make room for this guy. What if he doesn't work out for you? Is he going to be the guy you use to make room for yeah. the next guy? Yeah. So people show their colors and. And to your point about there are some good college coaches. You know, we're working with uh, Delano Thomas at Shawnee State. If it's positive, I'll, I'll, I'll say, say people by name. You know, not if it's negative, but Delano yeah, Thomas out, at, at Shawnee players, State. Young future players, check out yeah. Shawnee State. Yeah, like so his best player, EJ Onu, is testing the waters with our company. He got invited to the draft combine. He's a guy with a bright NBA future. Delano's a fourth-year head coach just won NAIA coach of the year national championship he could easily ride that wave of success EJ could transfer to a high major and he could go with him but he's not acting out of self-interest he's saying if this kid has a chance to go to the NBA I'm doing everything I can to help him and if he goes back to school cool that's another story but you know what he's acted so done everything he could to help this player actively calling teams like you said like sales he's calling teams doing everything he can to help that now when I talk to high major coaches and, and and athletic directors and division one athletic directors and presidents i'm bringing this guy's name up every time because he's shown me but his not only has he won a national championship in his fourth year as head coach but he's shown me his character he's shown me he's right. about the kids and that's the people we want leading our kids right right yeah and that's important and i i think something that i pay attention to right is like all right yeah like we the big dogs we dealing with clients we dealing with conference players of the years the best players but I really pay attention to how you treat that last guy because I fall on my luck one day. That could be us. That could be me. So that's how you going to treat me. So we really pay attention to things like that. So when coaches say stuff, it's like, oh, okay, you really not shit. Because if that's how you're going to treat the 13th man, that's how you're going to treat anybody. Mm -hmm. You about yourself. And so that's a, that's a telltale sign. So really paying attention. So... So any advice uh, that you have as a, you know, for a rising high school player who's making a decision or a college kid who's transferring or even a college kid who's in this situation right now dealing with a bully of a coach, a coach who's treating them like property? My best advice would be to get, seek independent counsel. Under, right. Understand 
the uh, self-interest at play. The agents have one objective and the college coach has another. I'm not asking a player to blindly trust me. I'm just asking, I'm asking them not to blindly trust anybody. Recognize the coach has one goal, agent has another. Just as bad as these coaches are, I've seen kids make really bad decisions and enter the draft because the agent offered them 10,000 in cash and they wanted that that day and it ruined, ruined their career. So don't trust blindly the people who have self-interest in it. Find independent counsel, understand the self-interest at play and trust people in your corner who, you know, whether it's your high school coach or your AAU coach or someone who doesn't stand to get paid from e either either outcome and, and don't trust the people who have skin in the game of you making a decision one way or another. But what about, I guess, then the expertise, though? Because, like, you know, oftentimes what I run into is, like, a lot of people try and give advice on this basketball shit or this football point. shit, and they don't know this shit. We do this shit every single day. So it's often, but in our business, sometimes it's like you got a guy off the street or somebody, oh, I used to, my, my uncle worked in marketing or my uncle did business for 20 years, but point. this is not basketball. And it's yeah. like, so how do you seek independent counsel or expertise? Because basketball, football is so unique. It's so specialized too where you got to have somebody who know what the yeah. hell they talking about. Yeah, it's a great point. And I guess the conclusion is rock with beyond the rock with beyond <laughs> trust beyond <laughs> trust beyond. Cause you really can't trust anybody in this, that, that, you know, the, the agents have their, their interests and the coaches have their own. And it's really hard to just say, Oh, trust this category of people because right. you could say, Oh, us as agents have the expertise, but I know a lot of crooked agents. So right. I'm not going to say trust the agents. Cause a lot of people that'll tell you, Hey, end of the draft. And if you go undrafted, they're not going to be there. So right. it, it's really tough. There's not a lot of people that you can trust. And a lot of these kids are too young to make, you know, make business decisions on their own when it comes to this, cause this is such specialized information. So I really, the, the I guess the conclusion is, um, we need to just empower and, and spread knowledge and call out people who, um, and expose people who exploit and, and take advantage and just try and, you know, smoke out the, the bad guys so we can, you know, have an era of, of the good guys prevailing. Yeah. And I think like the more information we put out, you know, once again, this is about the players, like giving them advice, because look, we can't represent everyone. We can't consult with every family. But with this information that's largely educational, right, and giving you information that will empower, we're hoping that at least you're a little bit more savvy when you're sitting down and going through this process. You're understanding and you're able to say, hey, coach, so what's your angle? You know, I'm the type of person, I'm very direct. And so if you're in that position with your college coach, it's like, Hey coach, so you making X amount of dollars like and I have nothing. So if I come back to school, do I get this type of guarantee? These are the type of conversations that need to be had. Hey agent, if I don't make it, what 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 skin do you have in the game? What what is it? I want to talk to other clients and so I think that that's that's a really good and powerful thing and players aren't property. Um you know that that's what we have to really preach and share that message and remind everyone. And we haven't even really talked a lot about the dynamic of, you know, the white coach, the black player, the white agent, the black player, and some of those things that go on as well. And I think like from that perspective, you have to realize too, like, okay, hey, I'm a coach and maybe the background is different. Not saying that everyone's background is similar, but 
you have to have some empathy too for these kids and where they come from and their families. So what about, you know, anything to offer like, you know, because race does play a role, not in every situation, but I think like agents and coaches have to be aware of some of the things that's going on in society and, and different things with our culture, with American culture that we have to pay attention to as well. Yeah, well, I like to remind my my clients, you don't work for me, I work for you. Right. A lot of times a kid comes out 19, 20 years old and I'm you know in my 30s and I'm this agent and they think that they work for me. Nah, I'm a service provider that the player is the power. The right. player is the boss, whether you're 19 years old or 30 years old, if you're the athlete and you're making money and you have an agent, that agent works for you. They are your employee. And I think right now in college basketball, because the players don't get paid and the coaches get paid so much, they think that it's the opposite. Well, this NIL stuff is changing and the players are going to start getting paid and hopefully things start to change where there right. is in the NBA. There actually is with a lot of the coaches and the players. I think there is more equality right. where a star player can say, hey, get him out of there and they'll, they'll change the coach, mm -hmm. you know, um, more partnership between the coaching staff and the players whereas in college it's the coaches and the players yeah. and hopefully with nil and players starting to make money that that's going to be more equitable and i think that's more more fair there's no reason why coaches should be making five six million and the players are you know eating eating in the cafeteria if they're hungry and don't have money for the, you know the things that they need but hopefully those dynamics are going to start changing little by little and and again just players need to remember that they are the power we work right. for them yeah and and never forget that yeah, what are the agents, what are the coaches but for the players, right? Mm -hmm. Like, But no, I appreciate you saying that, um, especially, you know, knowing who you are and what you've done. That's some, you dropping gems. And, uh, you know, so families, listen, rewind, record, share, empower. We here to educate. This is the Own Your Talent podcast. Check out our next episode. Share. See you later. Peace. All the sleepless nights. The plaques and awards, the name on your back, the shoes on the court. Wait your whole life just for this moment, but you better own it. You better own it. You better own it. The talent is yours, but you better own it.